0: Bus with my Colorado swag.
1: My Colorado Welcome swag. in to the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm and uh, this is going to be a bit of a quicker show because I have to get on the Buffs Zoom call here. Oh, I'm not going to do any math right now. Like 50 minutes or something? I don't know. Um, But you may have noticed there was no podcast in your feed yesterday. I I wound up with just like a a little flu bug that is now totally gone, and I got tested and stuff, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, And that's why there was no podcast. But here we are now, um, and there's a lot to cover. Uh, Today, uh, we're mostly just going to be talking about um, the... Potential for Colorado to play a game this weekend, even though their game against Arizona State was canceled last weekend. Um, some updates there, and we're going to dig into that after I tell you about Green Mountain Dental Group. Green Mountain Dental is the place to go for all of your dental needs. Uh, they're conveniently located just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver in Lakewood. It's a family-owned dentistry um they're really good people really good partners of ours at dnvr and uh, they do good work too so if you guys need to have something handled with your mouth then get out to lakewood get out to green mountain dental group and they'll take care of you the best part is if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you can get yourself a free sonicare toothbrush it's a great deal they're great people uh so go support them all right Um, so I think we're all kind of on the same page. I guess there isn't much to say. Arizona State, uh, they had like a big outbreak just about, I mean, the, the way it sounded when people were talking about it was that like, they just don't even have anybody. I think six coaches, a bunch of guys on the team. Um, and so that's what canceled their game last week. Uh, I believe they were supposed to play UCLA. So they got a bunch of positive tests and all that kind of stuff. I think it was Friday of that week, so it was really a last-minute cancellation. Um, and uh, what happened was uh, UCLA was able to play Cal because Utah also had a an, an outbreak, and they moved that game to Sunday so that they could give teams two days to get out to where they needed to go. Um, that same Sunday, the game against... Colorado was canceled just because it was pretty obvious that nothing was going to get better. As of now, Utah still hasn't canceled its game. Everybody seems pretty optimistic that they're going to be able to play that one. Um, So that leaves the Buffs in a strange situation where they're in the only game canceled and they're the team that didn't get sick. So until there's another Pac-12 game that gets canceled and you really don't want to see that happen, there isn't anybody in the conference for Colorado to play. Now it could be that late in the week there's another outbreak and everything kind of works itself out and the Buffs have an opponent. Uh, It could be that there's a few outbreaks and then you turn into like a different sort of chaos. And I guess that's a good place to bring in the news that we got today. Um, There was a report from John Wilner who does incredible work as we often say on this podcast. Uh, he covers the the Pac-12 like at, at, from a league standpoint better than anybody. Um he had a bunch of good information that came out today and It should make Buffs fans optimistic. You know, I I bring it up now because we're talking about what happens if there's a bunch of teams without games in the Pac-12. Well, what he said, based on his talks with sources, is that the emphasis would probably be on playing division games. So if you have two teams from the north that wind up not having opponents this week, they're probably going to play each other. That probably makes Colorado the odd man out. Um, if you get one from the south and one from the north, well, then Colorado is probably in the game. Uh, so that's good information. The bigger news, though, is that the Pac-12 is considering allowing non-conference games. Um, and again, the only time that would matter is if a team had their opponent cancel. You know, there aren't empty weeks that could be filled with non-conference games. It's only as a replacement to a game that is no longer on the schedule for whatever reason. Um no guarantees but according to Mr. Wilner uh yesterday all the athletic directors talked and they didn't take a vote or anything but they did generally agree that there's a way to make it happen um and and that it probably is a good thing um Yeah, I think that's a big news. So now the decision would have to be made by the CEO board, which is the presidents and chancellors from all the different universities. And those people are a lot tougher to predict than athletic directors. Like I think the athletic directors are more... They're, they're trying harder to play. You know, the, the, what matters to them... I mean, there's a lot of things and health and safety, all that kind of stuff are important to them. But also, like, getting money is very important, especially right now. Um, Pac-12 games, they're worth $5 million. That's what ESPN and Fox play pay. And again, that's according to John Wilner. Um, $5 million is a lot of money. And all of that money is split evenly among the entire conference. And so if... If Colorado finds a way to play somebody this week, well, that's $500,000, a little under $500,000 for every one of these athletic departments. So it would make sense for them to say, we think that we can make this happen. Um, the uh, Another important detail here, though, is that according to a doctor from the NFL, like one of their league doctors, like the guy who's in charge, the, the one who would be giving out statements like this. Um, he says that there has never been an incident of the virus being transmitted on the field. Uh, he said that never in any of the NFL games, and they've reached out to a bunch of other um, leagues, like rugby leagues and that sort of thing. Um, and they've all said, no, we've we've never been able to trace anything back to uh, the virus being passed During a football game Um, that opens some doors because one of the reasons that the Pac-12 is saying no non-conference games is because they want teams within the conference to be playing other teams with the same stringent testing protocols. They don't want to be playing against teams that aren't testing daily like the Pac-12 is, you know, Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with uh, like the Mountain West, for example but you do take on some risk by saying, okay, we'll put these guys who have been going through all of these, uh, are following all these guidelines that make us very confident they're safe to play you guys who, you know, maybe aren't so stringent for whatever reason. Because, you know, Mountain West, for example, might not have the money to get daily rapid tests for every football player. I'm honestly just not sure. Um, and, And so that's kind of where things could get tougher. And that's what the presidents will talk about um, when they decide whether this is something that is feasible after deciding in the earlier this fall that it wasn't feasible. Um, so again, still no guarantee that the Pac-12 will allow non-conference games. Um, but enough reasons to start talking about what those non-conference games could look like. And I think that there is a really important section of this article for Buffs fans. Um, Where did it go? Wow. Um, Well, I guess it's in our chat, too. So I'll go grab that. This is not good podcasting. Um, Okay, there it is. So um, what he said was, uh, this is according to a source. Um, The source said... That is definitely on the table when talking about uh, non-conference games, especially where it geographically or historically makes sense. So that kind of (laughs) narrows things down. I mean, geographically, the easy answer is Colorado State. Um, Colorado State had... uh, I mean, there were reports yesterday that UNLV, who Colorado State is supposed to be playing this weekend had said that they can't play this weekend. Those turned out to not be true. We don't think, but there are enough like underlying issues at UNLV COVID wise. that would make you think that the Colorado state game for this weekend will get canceled at some point. Um, But again, no guarantees anywhere with any of this. Uh, so, So let's say UNLV does cancel its game. Um, which is supposed to be against Colorado State. Uh, Then Colorado State is open this weekend, and I think you could definitely figure something out. Uh, I do think that you could figure something out. Again, it would require the Pac-12 agreeing, and I'm not sure what the Mountain West rules are. Maybe you need some sort of exception there. Um, But it does seem like a situation where you could figure out how to play a football game. Uh, in talking to Justin Michael this morning, who covers CSU for DNVR, he says that th- CSU fans would be really upset if they had to go to CU. Um, you know, they they this was their year to get a home game. They really wanted the home game, even though fans aren't allowed. He says like there are season ticket holders who would say like this is the final straw. You guys are letting this game be moved to Boulder. I'm not giving you my money anymore because that's just where Ram fans are at because they're losing again. Um, at the same time, for, I mean, I guess not the same reasons as I mentioned before with the different testing protocols and that kind of stuff, but for similar reasons, like what does getting in and out of the stadium look like? Do do Does the Mountain West have some little leakages where you could cause problems, you know, in the, in the way that the team gets there and the way that, the locker rooms, I don't know. But for whatever reason, it does kind of seem like the Pac-12, if it does allow non-conference games, maybe wouldn't let teams travel for those non-conference games. You know, all of the conferences have had different rules. Some saying things like, your non-conference game has to be inside your, your home state. Um, some have said things like, your non-conference opponent must fulfill all of our conference's uh, protocols um, for testing and for all of that kind of stuff. And it's important to remember that while we don't really know what the Pac-12's rules would be, because as of right now, they just say no non-conference games, throughout this whole process, the Pac-12 has been probably the most conservative conference um, in the way that they've handled all of COVID. Um, And so I I think that... The the odds of being allowed to travel are are much slimmer than the odds of being allowed to play. Um, I I do think that that Colorado State game would probably be the easiest and most likely option um, because of a bunch of different reasons, but including something that Carl Durrell said on Monday, and that's that they already did their pre-scouting on all of the teams that they were going to, or all the teams of their conference, I guess that's an important distinction. Um, but I would guess that in the time that they were doing all of that work, they also probably scouted their or their non-conference opponents for this season. And of course, Colorado State was one of those, and they probably have a notebook on them. And if not, I think it'd be a lot quicker for Darren Cheverini to say, "Here's what to expect from these guys." Uh, same thing with Tyson Summers because he played him last year. Than it would to play some random opponent like like an SMU, for example. Um, so I I do think that uh, if things go the way I hope they go, and and Colorado is allowed to play a non-conference game, um, and this is still just assuming that they don't get a conference opponent because of another cancellation this week. Then I do think that there's a pretty good chance that this will be Rocky Mountain Showdown week, which would be a lot of fun. Um there other there are other possibilities, uh for example, you know, you look at that um this this is definitely on the table, especially where it geographically or historically makes sense. Historically there are a couple of options. Um Notre Dame is the one that's getting passed around the most. I don't know what to make of that. Um, Notre Dame is on a bye this week. Uh, the ACC allows one non-conference game, and then a- Notre Dame has already played a non-conference game. So I'm not totally sure that they could get clearance to play another non-conference game. You know, I'm not. They they could go into that meeting and say, "Hey, we're Notre Dame. We're not really a part of your conference." let us do this one and and maybe convince them to, to allow it. Um, or, you know, it could be a situation where they say, no, you're, you're in our conference this year and we're not going to start making exceptions. Um, but since, you know, that there is money to go around, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that, that makes things so much tougher. I think just the financial desperation of all of these schools makes things tougher. Um, you know, for a team like Notre Dame, as of right now, they should be in the college football playoff. I, I don't know what they're ranked, but it's top four for sure. Um, you know, it, it could get kind of close at the end of the season, assuming they lose the ACC title game to Clemson. In, in that situation, the committee might have a tough decision to make, especially if there is, you know, an undefeated Oregon Pac-12 champion, or, I mean, even Colorado at this point. Um, but... Because they are where they are in the standings, it makes it a really tough decision to decide whether you want to play another game. Um, like I said, the Pac-12 gets five million dollars for all these games on ESPN or Fox. I wouldn't be surprised if a Notre Dame game gets more. You know, whether that's negotiated through the ACC, I'm not really sure. Um, but that draw a lot of eyes. It might shift more money toward. Notre Dame than it would towards CSU if CSU is Colorado's opponent. Um, But there's a a lot of, there's just a a lot going on when talking about any of this kind of stuff. Um, And so for Notre Dame, weighing those possibilities of, you know, if as long as we just keep winning games, even if we lose that ACC title game, we already beat Clemson earlier this year we should be in the college football playoff. And in that case, you're getting college football playoff money, which is a lot. And along with everything else that comes with going to college football playoff, you know, a chance at a national title, which is kind of what this whole thing's about. Um, Having recruits see you um, on the national stage competing for a national title, like that is, that has a value. I'm not sure what dollar amount you put on it, but it certainly has a value. And so you have the, the decent percentage chance that you're going to the college football playoff as long as you don't screw things up. And then your other option is you have Colorado here too. And if you're Notre Dame, you still probably look at Colorado and say, yeah, this is a game we win. And that isn't going to derail our season. And we get this much cash in our pocket for playing, plus it'll rile up the fan base a little bit given the history of Colorado and Notre Dame in the 90s with the – back-to-back Orange Bowls, um, uh, I don't know. You know, I didn't think that Notre Dame would schedule this game yesterday, but I've kind of talked myself into it. Um, you know, BYU is another hot name. I, I think that that is certainly a possibility as well, although it may make more sense to wait it out because they're going to keep getting these options especially when the Pac-12 um assuming they do make this decision does say we will allow teams to fill newly made empty weeks with non-conference opponents you know it might be in BYU's best interest to say hey we're actually going to hold off and see what our options are in a couple weeks but at the same time that that is a program that might be more desperate to find a, a, an opponent because unlike Notre Dame, they're on the outside looking in when it comes to the college football playoff. They're ranked eighth right now and they're undefeated and they're going to remain undefeated. But you, I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. And as of right now, they only have two games left on the schedule, a uh, one this Saturday, and then they have two empty weeks and then they have uh, San Diego State on December 12th. So it might make more sense, again, for them to kind of hold out and see who their opponents could be in those other two weeks and try to swoop in there. At the same time, though, I don't think it'd be the end of the world to say uh, we've got Northern, Northern Alabama this week. If Northern Alabama, I mean, this is Northern Alabama's played three games this season. This will be their last game on Saturday. They just have like this weird four game schedule. You could probably convince them to push that game back a week um, if if you're BYU. And if you end up having to say, sorry, we're canceling. We're giving you a bunch of money because they can line up a few weeks of opponents. When you're in BYU's position, you have to do that. You're on the verge of making a college football playoff. Um, but I mean, they just haven't played anybody. And that's why they do need a couple of wins. I I don't believe they play a Power 5 team all season. You know, you, you look through and see, like, Boise State, that's a very good group of five program. Um, Houston, um, Navy, but those were the only real opponents that they had all year. And, you know, they, they did what they had to do. BYU beat Boise State 51-17, went up 45-3, to um i it's it's a weird year for a bunch of different reasons and like i said there's just a whole lot going on on so many different levels but BYU needs to get a good win because getting wins over North Alabama and San Diego State that's not going to get you into the college football playoff unless something crazy happens you know unless a Notre Dame loses and all of a sudden there's a, an, an open spot. And in that case, you still need like no undefeated Pac-12 champion. You need, um, you know, Wisconsin's kind of a, a dark horse just because they haven't played a whole lot. But but they have a real shot. You know, if they lose the Big Ten title game to Ohio State, all of a sudden do you have um, BYU undefeated in front of them? I'm not so sure that you do. So BYU needs, I mean, good wins. And I'm not so sure that Colorado is the type of win that moves them into the college football playoff. They might need more than that. But at this point, you got to take what you can get if you're BYU, I think. And so I do think that it's on the table. And I'm not sure what the contract with North Alabama is going to look like. Is that something that they can realistically get out of? Who knows? Um, But that's another one that's on the table. You know, Georgia Tech is another... Name worth paying attention to, I think. Um, they have some history, they've never played before, but um, obviously, there was the year where Colorado won the national title, but Georgia Tech claimed a national title, and so that may count as enough history geographically. You're struggling, and I guess with BYU, at least as far as I know, there isn't too much of a history geographically. I guess you could like make a case, it's I mean, it's the next state over. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Um, We'll obviously be paying attention to all this stuff going forward. Um, But I I do think, I mean, you're obviously running out of time. We're going to have to be getting this news here sometime. Um, And hopefully it's soon so they have a chance to start, like, practicing. Like, they know who their opponent is. Week 10 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week 11. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week 11, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all MMA fans who sign up now the chance to triple their winnings for any bet placed on UFC 255. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. dollars That's code DMVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus Uh, deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough restrictions do apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. What are you doing differently with your life come spring 2021? Well, we have a few suggestions msu denver online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life msu denver is the colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom msu denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs and some of our very own staff members at dmvr are taking msu denver online classes Harrison Wind, who covers the Nuggets, says that the professors are super engaged and they're extremely responsive to emails, questions, and concerns. Um, Maybe what he likes the most is how convenient it is. Uh, He says that it's so easy to work a job while taking class because that's what MSU Denver is built to do. MSU students actually work double the hours while taking classes as any other school in Colorado. That means that if you're somebody who is working um, but does want to get your degree at the same time msu denver is the place to go if you want to learn more about the 40 plus online or hybrid programs or the 700 plus online or hybrid courses uh, you can uh, go to msudenver.com online uh, to get all of that information you can also reach out to harrison wind or ali monroy with any of your questions about the classes that they took there again that's Denver.com slash online all right um i do have a couple of notes looks like i've got about 10 minutes to run through those uh from yesterday's press conference call i guess it's not press conference it's media availability uh where we heard from darren Cheverini, brendan rice and chance lytle um Let's start with Darren Cheverini. I'm not going to lie. I was really sick yesterday and didn't take good notes. Um, But here's what I remember and what sticks out to me. Um, I think what I like the most... Oh, wow. That's actually a tough call. Let's start with talking about Sam. One of the things that Darren Cheverini says that he kind of prides himself on is... The simplicity of his offense. You know, he wants to make it easy on his quarterbacks, specifically easy on the quarterback's eyes. You know, make it really easy to see where he's supposed to go to the ball and make the decisions easier. Now, so far, Sam has been almost perfect making decisions. um I think that we might have heard after the first game that he was perfect, at least in, ter- in terms of decision making. Um, so I thought that note from Darren was interesting. Uh, also, he said that he thinks that this program is kind of just where it should be right now. You know, you look around and you see talent and depth on the offensive line, on the defensive line, at receiver, running back, um, with the linebackers. Uh, a lot of young talent in the secondary. Maybe you might like one or two more senior pieces with some experience. But for the most part, he says, this is where you should be about five years into recruiting. You know, this is kind of his first recruiting class playing as fifth-year seniors. And he says that that's just kind of been the process that the Buffs have had to take is in, in getting back to recruiting high-level players. Um, and, you know, maybe the stars weren't necessarily there when Darren Cheverini. First started becoming a, a very important recruiter for Colorado about five years ago, but you see the talent now, and I think there's good reason to think that it's only going to get better from there. Um, Brendan Rice talked a lot about his dad. Well, he got asked a lot about his dad, uh, Jerry Rice, the Hall of Famer, and You know, it's kind of like a weird thing because it's definitely not what he loves to talk about. You know, and he did say, like, I'm out there to make my own name. Sure, the name on the jersey is Rice, but I have my first name, Brendan, and that's different. And I get to be my own person. And I'm not trying to be my dad. I'm just trying to go be the best receiver of all time for myself. And the way he talked about all of it was very mature. um, But, you know, it is kind of this weird thing where, you know, everybody kind of knows about the story, but now that he is on the football field, somebody has to write that story. And so I think it it was mostly Pat Graham, who uh, is one of the AP writers, Associated Press writers in Denver. For those of you who aren't like news nerds, how that works is like you have the AP or Reuters and there have been like others that come and go and change size. But essentially newspapers just subscribe to that uh, wire service And then they can just run any of the stories that are written by those outlets. So, like if you're the Denver Post and you have the AP whatever subscription, um, that means that you get to run all the stories. And so, you'll see today, now that that story's out, um, it's been printed just about everywhere. You know, I saw like one of the newspapers in Seattle um, was running with it. And so, that's really what was going on was that now that he has kind of arrived and he is doing this, somebody just needs to put the actual story of his life down on paper. And then you kind of build from there. Um But it is kind of, you know that he doesn't love to talk about it, you know, stuff like, well, did he, did your dad text you after the game? And he said, yep. Uh, he texted me, uh my half brother, Jerry Rice Jr., texted me like a lot of that side of the family texted me you know stuff like so just to clarify like you never lived with your dad right and he's like nope never did grew up with my mom and so you you hear some of that kind of stuff too um and typically those aren't the details that you dig into when there are a bunch of reporters on the call you know if it's one of those things like like i i talked to Jalen Sami last year um about a whole bunch of things that are happening in his life um and, and he lost his father and you know has like the jersey number because and there's like a whole bunch of that stuff but it is kind of weird to have like those kind of intense personal conversations first of all with like five or six people seven or eight people um watching but also like over zoom it is important though and the story is out there and it's important information that people have as we watch brendan rice go forward um he also said some other stuff he was You know, the way that he talks about competition within the team is a little bit different than the way most people talk about competition within the team, you know, for playing time, for roster spots. And he's more willing to say that it is a competition saying like, yeah, I love all those guys. I wish them the best when they're out on the field. I want good things to happen, but I'm trying to take their jobs and I'm not going to be shy about that. I want to be the one that's out on the field, getting the ball thrown to me, um, so I I think that that's kind of like the big takeaway. He did say like it was fun to get out there. He did say like, yeah, I, I saw the guy was blitzing. I gave a little nod inside, got a little nod back, and a little wave, and it was just wide open for a touchdown, um, which is a story that we pretty much heard already um, from, who was that? I think it was Carl. And Darren said that's what happened too. Um, but Chance Lytle, he was excited to get out there. He said that he feels like he's just more confident. Like he went back and got a lot stronger and all those sorts of things and bigger. And he came out to camp this year and was just like, huh, this is this feels totally different. Everything is so much easier. I'm not getting pushed around. I'm not doing any of those things. I can hold my own. Um, so, yeah, those are uh, most of the big takeaways. Um, I've got to jump over onto this Zoom call. Um, but there will be a podcast, another one, this one's a little bit shorter, up either... I doubt it's tonight. It'll probably be tomorrow talking about this stuff Friday. Hopefully we'll get to a, uh, like pre pre game show. Um, at some point I'll, I have just a couple more thoughts on that Colorado game to get to. Um, but as always appreciate you all for listening. Um, if you haven't yet, uh, getting reviews, getting ratings on all of the podcast websites, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or any of them, those are very, very valuable. Um, for all of us at DNVR. And if you haven't had a chance to give this a rating, um, I would love it, especially if you want to give it five stars, because that would be awesome. Um, again, not quite enough time for questions. Not sure if we have any, but if you guys have any questions, any comments, uh, you can leave them in the comment section of the poster day show at thednvr.com. And we can get to all of those tomorrow, including some that I may have missed in the last couple of days. Um, but yeah, uh, th- I guess that's it. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I think
0: Said what? 80. 80. And and see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And boat where we station, patiently awaiting. Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you're afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna Get hit you. Ya. Ya. Hit you. Ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we with you, you can get it anytime. Yeah. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. Yeah. My Colorado swag, in the middle of the ring. ring. Throwing blows, knocking down team after the team. they like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that gold, you know I'm acting bad. Get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. Have you ever- Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Holly get a buff with my Colorado sway My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway